0: To the Spawn of Me Podcast. This is your host, Khalif Adams. I am joined this week and every week with my co-host Cicero Holmes from the other side of Bracago. How are you, sir?
1: All your base are belong to us. How are you? <laughs> I am doing great. Uh it's a great day, man.
0: Yeah, it is what is it? Thursday? Thursday, the something or other of February. Yeah,
1: it's February. There's dates. It's the- it's oh, I will say this. It is fucking cold on this. Side of <laughs> Like, but you, but it's been cold for the past three weeks. But, so it's not like but, the cold but has but changed. Yeah, see see this is and this is the thing. When you grow up in New York, you think you know cold. You don't know cold <laughs> until you moved <laughs> until you moved to the Midwest. Chicago is no joke, and Milwaukee is even worse. Yes. This is crazy, and I'm like right now I'm literally right in between the two. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm between an ice bucket and a frozen lake instead of a rock in a hard place, man. It's fun, so
0: basically, man. if someone were to do the ice bucket challenge on you, you would die because you get hit by <laughs> a block <of> ice. Exactly. <laughs>
1: it
0: was like, yes, we lost Cicero to the ice bucket challenge, literally, okay. because he was hit by a frozen piece of ice. <laughs> that's not okay yeah it's it's not it's no joke the, the folks over here i'm in portland now and people are kind of like oh it's cold in other places that is so nice to hear right. <laughs> that sucks for those people <laughs> i went outside the other day this, this past weekend and people were out i took a, <laughs> I, I was thinking about you too because i know you're in super cold weather and i was like i'm on the side of a mountain right now and i'm i'm wearing a t-shirt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was glorious, oh, van man. glorious, man. glorious, glorious, glorious. So, so we are joined this week as well with the Minister of, of No Finance. Yeah, uh, that is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com Jackson, and Gaming Looks Good. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing good. I, I, I have to um, echo Cicero's comment about it being cold. Um, I've never lived somewhere now, like I've only been in Milwaukee for like you know about a year and a half now. I've never lived somewhere where there's an unscheduled five inches of snow overnight. Right. Like usually right. that's something right. that yes. is in the that's, forecast. That's a thing that happened. Or they kind of say like, Hey, like you might like, like the night before, or even the day before, like they'll say, Hey, you know, like you might want to watch out for the commute tomorrow morning. I had to brush off like several <laughs> inches of snow <laughs> off my car. Now, now it, it, it was soft snow, but you know, that, that is one thing. And I, I was the same way. I, I like grew up in Jersey, like I thought that I knew what winners were, and man, this is yeah. It's brutal, yeah, it's brutal this is yeah, so this you... is
1: like it's it's like moving the difficulty setting <laughs> on, on a video game. it really
0: is it's true, so basically you are both living the day after tomorrow right, right. We're,
1: we we're we're we are playing we're playing new game plus new yeah. new game plus winner. <laughs>
0: So <laughs> <laughs> ice ice climbers abound. to right. <laughs> turn into penguins, and that's going to be it. Oh man! Oh my goodness! Yeah, absolutely. It's craziness. I, I feel sorry for you guys, and I love you both. And please stay warm. You know, don't hide in any 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 other animals like they do in Star Wars. Mm. Hopefully, you may have to. It might be a thing. Yeah, you yeah, may need yeah. to do it. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh. You know, we talk a lot about having awesome people on the on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an awesome, awesome awesome Ridiculously Dope show last week yes, we uh, with our guest Evan Narciss of Kotaku. Um, we had, I think I can say this and I can probably say this without you know, without people being like, no, that's not the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had one of the, the most kind of interesting and uh, important shows that is happening in the gaming sphere right now. I think I think our discussion about uh, his his article about race and blackness and, and, and gaming and representation wasn't happening on any other show. So I want to I want to say again, Evan, thank you for for being on the show and and being so open about your feelings, about your article and uh, for the folks who were in that article. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Um, If you guys had anything to chime in really quickly about about the show last week. uh, See, what's up?
1: No, you know, I I thought it was a really important show. We did a great job. Um, You know, again, thanks. Thanks, Evan. Uh, You know, and and, uh, it, it really kind of articulates why we need to be here.
2: Yeah, it it, it, it was an incredible show, and I think a testament to it is that, like, when I posted it, I had several friends that I know are not gamers check it out, because I kind of said, like, even if you're not into gaming, you know, these issues of representation exist in media, period, you know, so, like, if you watch TV or movies or film or read or, like, anything, you know, Um, and I had a lot of people say, yo, I listened to it, and... You know, you guys did a really good job. E- even some people that I know have rather derisive opinions about games. Like they really hmm. respected the discussion. So I think that it was a great show.
0: That's awesome. I'm, I'm happy. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to everyone that listened. Uh, we had a great listenership, a great, great set of numbers for the show. Um, it kind of did did my heart some good to see that folks were really digging the messages uh, that we were going going and talking about and having. Um, and we had a really uh, i guess i 'll say this real quick as we had a really amazing piece of fan mail oh, yes. uh, sent in to us yes, yes uh yes. from our brother our brother out in germany um and and it, it's i, I don 't want to say his name on the show just yet because i know it 's on the it 's on our facebook wall, right. but you know i don 't i don 't necessarily want to shout him out directly in that way um but you know thank you so much for sending us that 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 letter yeah it really kind of put things into perspective as far as, you know, are we being heard is the, are the messages that we're trying to put out in the world from our show's perspective, really kind of resonating with people. And, um, it felt like you got it and thank you for having an open mind and open heart. And that's really dope. So, Mm -hmm. so thank you for that. Uh, so to keep things moving about dope guests that we have, uh, we have an amazing guest this week, somebody who I have, Looked up to, for, for, for multiple reasons, somebody who are kind of, you know, when you think about people who kind of inspire you to do the things that you were doing, this gentleman is one of those folks, uh, former host of G4's, uh, G4 TV's X-Play, Rev3's editor-in-chief, we have the one and only Adam Sessler. How are you, Adam?
3: I'm doing well. That was that was ex- extraordinarily kind and I, I cannot wait to disappoint you and right. whatever affection you have for me over the next you know ninety minutes, two hours.
0: <laughs> so so tell me how you've kicked every kitten that you've come across in your life. Tell me <laughs> I just don't like fur. That's the problem. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. It's hey, you know what I'm saying? You know, when you have balls, you have ball brothers. It's like you exactly. know, fur is a, fur is a problem.
3: It, it's just a constant reminder. Every time you go out there, you see someone running their fingers through their hair, and you're like, oh, right. God, that's right. right. I did that once.
0: <laughs> man, listen. I mean, I mean, the first question I had for you was about scout management. So if we want to go into that really quick, scout management. Sure. <laughs> oh, scalp,
3: scalp. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's it's a little bit tough, uh, you, you know, because one of, one of the biggest problems is, you know, the easiest things so you don't. Well, well, for me, there's the, you know, the, the sunburn issues and the, you know, and, and that type of health, and I just don't have the interest in putting out that much more extra lotion on my head. So, you, so, you, so, you, so I go around in a hat. So you go around in a hat, and if it's a warm day, you start to sweat. and If you start to sweat, you do start to get scalp pimples.
2: Mm. And, 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 That's and, true, and, and yeah. they
3: suck, and they really, really suck. And it's something like I, th- I thought I had finally like left that part of my life behind, but <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to get all anew. And, except it's just, just you know, moved all the way to the top of my head. So
0: you have kind of you, so you regressed backwards into into puberty again. I would think so. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> some Benjamin Bunny stuff
2: going on. Yeah, this is <laughs>
1: well, here's 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 a tip from the brothers uh, a do rag. You got a Adam Sessler needs to rock a do rag with his hat and and then you can wrap your head and then the sweat will collect in that and won't get into your hat and make your hat dirty. Okay, now, see,
3: I was I was actually... Th- th- this is slightly different, but you guys were talking about how cold it was. I was yeah. supposed to be going to Vermont about a week and a half ago oh. when, when uh-huh. like, the big, bad storm was coming into the Northeast. Right, and right. And it was going to... I think at one point I looked it up, and it was, like, minus 20, I, which I did not know was possible, outside of, like, a Jack <laughs> London story or something right. like that. And, and I was like, I don't know what to do, so I'm trying to figure out layers. And, like, one hat didn't seem to be enough, but every time I tried to put two hats on, it just... It, it, that was definitely not working. So I was like, no, I'm probably going to get myself a do-rag. And I suddenly was like, it's been so long since I was in high school. I'm like, I don't know where to go anymore. Like, I, and, and it's not the easiest thing for me to Google, like local do-rag purveyor in the, in, in the San Francisco area. And, but I was, and then I was like... How is that going to play in Vermont?
4: <laughs> oh my God! Like
3: I forget I have it on. I take off my cap when I go indoors, and, and, and here's the white dude with the do rag going, "Hey, right.
2: kids!" <laughs> <laughs> that would be
4: amazing. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, oh my God, that would be so good.
0: So good. I'm I mean, sorry. I'm sorry. Can you can you point me to the do rag emporium? <laughs> I'm looking for, for D-Rags R Us. Can you get oh, me yeah. in the right direction, wow. please? Oh, my goodness. So, so what's been going on, Adam? Now. How's how's things been? How, how are things going for you?
3: Things are good. I mean, life is definitely different. It has a different pace. And it's, it, it's one that I think is a little more appealing and amenable to sort of getting older. Uh, you know, I'll also show up on a podcast here and there. I'll do a video for a company. And I do a lot of stuff that's, you know, way, way behind the scenes. But... You know, doing what I was doing for, what, 17, 18 years, there was that sense of, I don't know if I can keep up this pace, you know, Mm. and it's kind of neat. Sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I don't have that much to do today. Mm.
4: And the experience (laughs) of
3: playing a game when it's like, cool, that's all I sort of got ahead of me. I'm just going to play you game. And, you know, it's it's, it's nice, you know. Every so often I'll see, like, articles or discussions pop up and I'm like, oh, I do kind of wish I could get into the mix. Then I'm really grateful I didn't get into the mix. But, wow. <laughs> but no no, it's 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 um Yeah, I I'm 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 definitely liking this kind of I'm self employed playing the role of consultant, which in many ways is kind of the strange dusty graveyard of, of old gaming press farts like myself. <laughs> it
0: seems like that's been the the, the move for most folks that have been kind of, kind of, kind of moving out of the reviews and, and on air personality roles. Like Hit Detection is a big is a big exactly. firm out there, yeah. and like Jeff Green and, and and Guy Kroll and those folks over there, and, and George and, and George as well, George Jones, and and, mm-hmm, and you started Theory Head Inc, uh, which is which is doing its thing out there. I see you out there hanging out with the folks from Turtle Rock.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That, 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 that was definitely... and you know, I think that's the part that's, that's giving me so much satisfaction is I did that project and then I went out to Tokyo to do a similar type of series with Shinji Mikami for... Yes for the evil within, and it's, you know, I, I can't choose everything, and sometimes they sort of choose me, but it's, I, I, I've i always loved doing interviews with people who make games, because I can't make games. I, I that, that is not a skill. <laughs> I, I know that, and back when I was covering them, there was always a great deal of admiration for, I think, that their tenacity and their creativity and their, like, kind of nutty ability to just have an idea and try to turn it into a sort of a, a, a digital realization. And it was getting harder and harder to sit someone down and have kind of a, a, a lengthy interview about what the creative process was and what they were thinking about. And like now I really get to do that. You know, it, right. and and the best part is, I've already played the game, <laughs>
4: right.
3: and you don't know how much more satisfying it is because I know what questions I want to ask. Whereas sometimes, like you're at these preview events and we play a little snippet of the game, you're still kind of fishing around trying to figure yeah. out like what's this about? Does this even like is this question question even pertain to your game? Now right. it's like it, it, it can be a lot deeper, a lot more thoughtful, a lot more informed. Um, I, I, I really enjoy doing that. And I I I like to think that there's me a few more instances like that that are in my future as well yeah
2: yeah yeah i i really love that too because i think that one thing that um i think lacks a lot in gaming is that kind of retrospective Mm -hmm. on games i feel like a a lot of times it's like what's the hot new thing all right that's done what's the next hot new thing exactly And, and like i don't see a lot of how is this down the line how did it hold up you know so i like that you're Excited about sort of these lengthy interviews and stuff
3: And then you know, I, I really tried to do that a lot back when when I was pressed and, and and to be fair One of the reasons we weren't able to talk to them after the game came out is typically They were done with the game and they maybe wanted to go see what their family looked like But you know, I, I I know probably for you guys too You see a movie you really like you read a book that you really like you, you hear an album That's when I start to do more research I want to hear other people's thoughts or like if there was an right. interesting interview with right. the creator of it because I know I really had a strong reaction to this. I want to have a better understanding of, of of why and like what what what's triggered my sense of pleasure in this instance, and maybe not in some other ones that I had.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of sort of what we do here on the show. Is that you know we we tried to figure out what our niche was going to be. You know, we could have done the usual, just like hey, let's talk about games and, and do that. Wacky but
1: eyes.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Don't it's ever crazy do that again
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had, that con- I had that thought with myself the other morning. I was like, we could totally do a radio, early morning radio show, like the kind of kind drive in the morning <laughs> show for games. And then, <laughs> and then I'd want to kind of shoot myself because then you'd have to get one of those weird buzzers that you'd have right, to have in the right, background. Exactly. I've, I've, I've,
3: I've been on those shows, and it's just it, there, there's some morning shows I love doing K Rock and Power 106 in LA, where oh, we're yeah. both really, really fun. But yeah. I, I've done, I think I once called into a Reno show, and it was just. It was one of the worst experiences. I, I think he called because this is back in the Tech TV days. I think he actually yeah. said something very offensive about. Kate because oh, it, nice. it was more of a shock jock thing, and I remember just oh. grabbing the phone and just, I think, uh, I, I, you know, even though I know I can say it on your show, there's no way I'm going to repeat what I think I said, him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so wait a minute, did they just bring you on to talk about games like via satellite over the phone, just like, hey, Adam, we're on our on our early morning show, what do you think about
3: blah, blah? Yeah, that's, okay, that, that, okay to, to, to give you a sense is... Say with Power One Hundred Six in in K Rock, like I built a relationship, and so they're like, "Hey, Adam, we want you to come on." And there was like genuine interest. And we would talk about stuff. Um, right. But what really would happen is, and this goes back to the Tech TV days, and especially in the Tech TV days, you know, you you, you have your PR department at the station, and right. they try to get promotion, and so they would say, like, "Oh, we'll make Adam available to do these radio shows." Uh. Tech TV, despite what everyone seems to think, was nowhere near as popular as. people remember it as and so it it wasn't like charlie rose was going like yay i need to get myself some tech tv folks on the show um you know new york radio was not calling la radio it took a while for them to get interested and so they need to look good to their bosses and so they're just saying yes to everything before i know it and they're like hey we're gonna put you on reno radio one time you you have to do these things are really miserable you get up at four o'clock in the morning and you do a series of them. You could do this either for TV, for like local oh, news. No. I would have to be up at 4 because a lot of it would be East Coast. Right. And right. then, I get this one. It probably was 5.30 in the morning. And I think it's November. <laughs> and this was like holiday gift guide. They decided to put me on. I don't know how they booked me on this. It was the official <laughs> Christmas station of the Ohio River Valley.
2: Nice. <laughs> I like where yeah,
3: yeah. And... Methuselah gets on the radio to interview me. And he's like, so you're Adam Sessler and you extended play. These are the video games. It was something like that. And it was like, yeah, you know, the video games are really popular on the holidays. like, those are extremely violent, aren't they? <laughs> like, it's oh, no. it's like five th- I mean, someone could have looked at the paper, the official Christmas station of the Ohio River Valley, <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which all I'm thinking in my head is, do they have an official Christmas station of Lake Erie? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I did like do all these regions get their own official Christmas station as long as there's some type of body of water running or sitting yes. next to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, so yeah. Like, uh, uh, do
0: the Christmases touch at all.
3: <laughs> so in the beginning, yeah, it was more like you just kinda got Tempted out to like whoever was saying yes, and that I would just put on my cheeriest of faces and, and hope that nothing nothing horrible happened. And like that would, uh, yeah, but uh, that, 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 that's definitely the one that stands out where all I'm thinking is it's five o'clock in the morning and no one's winning this battle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what have I done with my life? I
3: don't think anyone listened to that, tuned in to the official Christmas station of the Ohio River Valley and said, yeah, huh, yeah. I need to check out that extended play show. This sounds right. great. <laughs> 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 I mean, Crosby, Adam Sessler, that's the mix that we need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well,
2: y- yeah. And, 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 um, no, I find it, um, I like when you talked about kind of the popularity of tech TV because I know be- being on the East Coast, I wasn't familiar with it until after it left and I discovered Twit. And then <gasps> I discovered all these different podcasts that I liked, I had no idea that everyone had worked together before on Tech yeah. TV until later kind of like late 2000s and I was like, I wish I would have known about this when it was out
3: anyway, right. it, was, it, was, it was very hard to get it, it was on direct right. TV, so that was probably the most that that's really what allowed the channel to survive in its early years was that was in enough homes by, by virtue of DirecTV, but in terms of regular cable operators, and that was because we're talking late '90s. That that that, that mm-hmm. was like the dominant way that people were getting their cable television, and you know the, the right. major metropolitan areas they weren't giving up the bandwidth for something called TechTV. I mean, I, it was out here in San Francisco. I was young right. in my twenties and single, and I could not play the I'm on TV card. At bars with women, <laughs> I mean, do you understand how frustrating that was. <laughs> I have now moved back to San Francisco, and it works. Except I'm married and quite happily so. <laughs> but, oh my god! it's so like, hey,
0: I, I run. I'm a host on this TV yeah.
2: show. Do you have you heard of it? And they're like, what? <laughs> it's like a waste of business cards.
3: But we were really, and the, the, the amazing thing was, especially with um, with screensavers, and I kept on trying to push right. them to, to change the tagline we were so big in the south because that's where a lot of the cable providers were carrying us huh. and i at one point i'm like like on screen sabers, you could pretty much bet that one of the calls was coming out of alabama right <laughs> and so it was just you know so eventually i would go and maybe do an autograph signing some somewhere down in the southeast and i was mm. like oh people are actually watching this show and right. it, it was it was it was it was a very different it wasn't really until about two years into G4, that suddenly it was, it was, it was pretty much populated in, in most of the major cities. But it was, it was, it was a long haul.
0: That's so interesting because I swore that it was like on and popping when I saw tech TV. Because I was like, first of all, it's the only cable show that I really felt was talking to me. Yeah. Right. And I was like, I'm a nerd and people are talking about computers and right. fixing computers and all this cool stuff. And I was like, I, this is totally for me. I swore that it was like everywhere and everyone was like, this is the new thing that's going to revolutionize TV.
3: Uh, Well, see, I think it was at the time. The way I've always described tech TV is we were doing... And this is both a compliment and not exactly a compliment. We were doing internet quality video <laughs> before the internet right. could handle video. Right. That, right. It, 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 right. it, was, it was not high quality television. Sometimes it was people talking adjacent to a camera. Like that was the level of sophistication <laughs> in right. the production.
1: But, adjacent to a camera at, about a camera. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> you know, uh, once with a friend, I worked on something called the Tech TV Opera. And uh, it was one. It was Tech Live when we did nine hours of live TV, all about technology, over and over and over and over and over again. Digital cameras, aren't they fun? We're going to show you every one, over, over and over and over and over and over again. I love
0: it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. But, now I kind of want that to be. I want oh, that
3: right now. It was. We, we were so close. We had another song called "You Don't Have a Union," and. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah, that but, been, but there yeah, was that something because of the bad production it leans so heavily on the personalities right. and right. not and I, and I don't mean this is a negative you know sort of unpolished personalities that i think people right. really connected with them the way yeah. that people now will go watch anybody on youtube
2: you know, right. and just yeah. kind of see
3: them in a very unvarnished way and see something that they recognize with and as a result the people that did watch Like the retention and people who would watch on, on, on a regular basis. Sure. Yeah, that really worked in our favor And
2: and, and, oh, yeah. and that's why I found it so amazing that literally every personality I found about podcasts was almost all a tech TV alum And I didn't know like I was, yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was I was like, how can this many awesome people be on the same program? Well,
3: well we, we we all kind of started it, and most of us also were some of the first to lose our jobs in that space, and they knew right, to right. kind of go out there and kind of take advantage. I mean, there were some ugly layoffs, you know, as things started, as, as, as the belt right. started to tighten in the later years at sure. Tech TV. Yeah,
0: yeah. you, you would go on, you it was like, hey, so such as, oh, yeah. they're not there mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Oh, no, we'd come yeah. to work and be like,
3: hey! You still You guys probably felt this too. There's, there's always when you wave your key card and it doesn't work, and it's like, oh right. what?
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah There yeah. was I actually that this week. Really? Oh, thought so... that broke. It cracked a little, and I went to the door. I used it at lunch, and it was fine. God. And then I went to the bathroom and came back from the bathroom and went to go in oh, the office. Oh man! Yeah.
3: Because we've all heard the stories. Ice. There was actually a dude uh, because this is back at the, at, at the Tech Live, which was a wonderful idea that was completely stupid, um, of having like that much like tech news for that long. But you know the, mm-hmm. the the one and only Paul Allen, who pretty much was calling the shots, and who's mm-hmm. obviously,
4: right.
3: let's just say, where he might have been good at computers, did not translate to his television acumen, and mm-hmm. um, so he he wanted that. And then finally, it's like, look, it was the, the, the budget was too big and the revenue wasn't coming in. But there was a guy who, um, while he was doing the live broadcast, like the 12 like, noon news, he got locked out of his email. And wow. he knew he had been fired.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. gangster. I know. Wow. Yeah. Isn't so that cool?
3: Cole's?
0: That is so dirty.
3: <laughs> I know. It's just, it's like, well, uh, see, I would like to think that that was intentional. There was just... Right. Ineptitude. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. Because it just sounds—it just sounds like it sounds like, for as awesome everything was, there was like an executioner at the door. Yeah, literally, an executioner at the door well, with a mask.
3: Executioner who might have been overcaffeinated. It was just kind of hacking away wildly, knowing that eventually right. he would hit the ones you were supposed <laughs> to hit.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! So knowing that all the, that all that craziness happened, and you guys kind of were the pioneers in a lot of ways for kind of YouTube and Twitch revolution that we see now. Do you do you see that some of some of that crossover, some of that kind of um unpolished talent, as you said, uh is is kind of proving itself to be, you know, Kind of, kind of moving the space right now? Do you feel like that is what is going to be what's going to push the medium kind of forward as far as, like, coverage of games and, and things like that? Now do you see it happening again, it's kind of coming full circle Yeah,
3: again? It, you know, it, it, it's interesting, and I, I honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not punting here. I don't know if at least the way we're seeing it now is going to be the future. Right. But look, the, the economics of traditional gaming press and obviously traditional mm-hmm. gaming television, um, right. it's not panning out. And there's like, you know, there, there, there are companies I think are still going to be out there like IGN, you know, is mm-hmm. definitely stable. Um, I, th- right. I, I think Fox has got its like feet on the ground right now. And so maybe Polygon, um, I, I don't want to sort of cast dispersions because I don't know anything right. about, about <laughs> their financial situation. But obviously a lot of attention and a lot of excitement is happening in that YouTube space. I, I do know just from my time at Revision 3 that, mm-hmm. once again, there are economics there that may start to also alter that landscape as well. Like I, 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 mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't predict it, and so there may have to be another shift. Um, I also the, – the proliferation, it's, beca- it's, it's hard right now to get that cream to rise to the top. Like we all right, know right. we all know who PewDiePie is. Right, right You know, right. I think probably a lot of people know like who, who Total Biscuit is, yes, Boogie, right. you know, Angry Joe. And then it gets a little more fuzzy yeah. for people. And and, 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 right. and it's not to say some of these guys don't have a strong following, but it's a following that can grow. I mean, where's kind of the end game for a lot of these guys? And and right, uh, right. that's where I get a little bit uncertain when I try to look into a crystal ball and see where it's going. Um, mm. and and also well, Having worked in television, um, audiences are really fickle, and yeah. when you think that you have game in a certain moment, I think you guys are going to last forever. I just want to let you know oh, that. Oh, oh. well, <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you, sir.
2: But, well done. Yes. Eternal.
3: And actually, to be honest, you, you know, I still think there's something like what you guys are doing, which is kind of like actual people having a discussion without too much sort of contrivance or anything like that. That's I think right. that's yeah. a good tortoise recipe for the long game. Mm. And, you know, I I, I don't know sometimes if like right now, I think a lot of flavor is let's get really angry.
1: Sure. (laughs) Right. And I know
3: from just doing Sessler soapbox, you can get a lot of traction with angry, but I would you know, I don't know is, is, is anger and suspicion about video games going to be what people are going to want to have an appetite for three, four years from now. And when you Mm -hmm. start to like, you know, get that following based on a certain type of behavior, if those tastes change, it's not as easy to make that pivot to try to accommodate that, you know? So I I think there's a lot of different questions. I I, I think also really, going back to the business side, advertising on the internet on YouTube and advertising on the more traditional media spaces um, on on the internet, you know, like more fully fledged websites, all of that is in such a state of flux that hopefully there will be some type of correction and the advertisers who kind of really have a lot more control right now may have to, you know, when, when suddenly all the people that they're trying to sort of asphyxiate, you know, by giving them so little money uh, for, for, for all this advertising, and suddenly they have nowhere to advertise anymore, that might be one of the big corrections that, that, that needs to happen. But, um, yeah, I, 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 having said that, I like... There's a lot of personalities that I really like, and I think, you know, as we were talking about earlier in the show, I think that's where you have the best shot at sometimes finding that discussion that's more based on an affection for games rather than Mm -hmm. a need, I guess for lack of a better word, like vigilance. Over the game yeah. industry and whatever nefarious right. deeds are suddenly happening within its <laughs> corridors, which I, 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 I can tell you, yeah, you know, I've known a lot about the industry and obviously I have been a little bit closer to it in the past year. No one rubs right. their hands like Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's really not I, how it works.
3: <laughs>
0: con- confirmed. Yeah. And there's no
2: doctor calls. No yeah, I mean,
3: I have I have I not seen anyone pet a cat <laughs> and <laughs> whose head seems to be just completely cut off from my field of view um, I mean I yeah. mean to
0: a certain ex- to a certain extent I mean one of the things that I that I have kind of loved about your work is you've always tried to go for the nuanced position right like we're we're in a space where you know you have always been opinionated but you've also kind of not tried to Try, try to try to play the angry side. You know, you've you've talked about it in a very cerebral and a very intellectual way, and it seems like the audiences just never like it. I don't understand. Not not your work, but no, no, no. Like, I know. I know having, exactly.
3: It's, it's 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 interesting, isn't it? Now, see, it's that word "audience." And I bet you guys experience this too. You you probably get comments, and right. you look at, yeah. and, and that's the primary way that you can establish in your mind that term "audience." Right, but. Sure. How what, what percentage of that audience really are they and how representative of that audience. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a very, very tough thing. And I'll say, while right. it was not wholly responsible, that finally was like, you know, what caused just this endless sense of fatigue where I'm just like, I'm throwing one more punch against this kind of pointless, <laughs> <Right>. you know. <laughs> right. This, this is like, you know, I, I'm... Final Fantasy XIV Endgame or something like that. (laughs) I don't think anyone play-tested this part. I'm just going to sit here for 15 hours. Um, But it's... Go, go, going back, I lost my train of thought obviously because I was, I was suddenly thinking about how the hell did I just make a Final Fantasy reference? Because I can't stand the <laughs> franchise. <laughs>
1: the cogent Final Fantasy reference is probably the most cogent Final Fantasy has ever been. <laughs> it's probably the only one I ever made
3: and the only one I ever will. So you have an exclusive right, right there, guys. Yes. <laughs> um, but. Uh, you know, it's, I, I think there was people out there that, that kind of appreciated that, and just by that very nature, they're not the ones that become commenters. Um, right. you know, they kind of mm-hmm. wanted to stay out of the fray. Um, and you know, to be right. fair, you know, especially go back to early X-Play, I think that we were unduly rude and unkind to a lot of games. And that, <laughs> you know, and I think it, it also comes with a little bit of youth. You, you become really just kind of nasty, and you think you look smarter by kind of right. being negative. And then as I got older, I learned a lot more about sort of what goes into making games. Right. That it's like what seems like it should be so easy is, is, is anything but. And not saying that that should bear any weight in terms of how you, how you have your opinion. But I think I also began to question, like, I don't want my position or, or my opinion to be so dogmatic. Right. That's like right. games. Like, like, I think what really started worrying me was, was playing a game like Mass Effect. I mm-hmm. played it, and I know what happened. Right. And I realized when other people played that game, they played a much different game. Like, you know, right, because of right. the manner in which they played it and that it, it became a little bit dangerous to just kind of like give this like, I'm putting the flag in the ground and <laughs> I <laughs> say you're the best thing. I still gave it a five out of five. because I, I loved Mass Effect 2 and 3. Um, right. But it was, you know... I, I think it was also like this, this desire to try to find some greater meaning. I come from a like a, like a, a lit major background where right, right, it, it allows for you to see things that aren't absolutely black and white, and that you know there, there's you know there, there's 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 places for interpretation, and that two that's different right. readings of something can coexist at the same time. I I, I, I would love to see a, a a little more of that out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're all we're all about nuance. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know that's that's uh, one of one of the tenets. The well,
3: and, and you know, because you guys were talking about, you know, because I ab- absolutely love Evan, who, who, who you had on last week, and I read that same story that, that, that was on Kotaku, and there right. really is all that wonderful space to talk about games, and because they, they, they are culture, and they're drawing right. in a lot of pop culture and a lot of perceptions, and they're sending it right back out again, and that, right. it's, to me, there's, it's irresponsible. To talk about games as if they exist somewhere in a vacuum and that, unlike any other form of entertainment popular or otherwise that they are not influenced and, and, and influence you know the, 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 the world that they're in and right. it, 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 it's a far more challenging thing to try to convince an audience of than I would have even thought.
0: I, I mean I know I know Reef had a question pertaining directly to that. Reef you have that question up?
2: Yeah so so um, so I know that in the uh, in the uh, tech TV era. Uh, well, I well, would well, I would I would say in in your career in like general, like you've worked with, you know, a really um, diverse group group of uh, people, like uh, some some of the best known women, sort of in the in the space, like that, like uh, you've worked v- very closely with, and like I think that that's been one thing that after I found out about sort of tech tech TV, that's like one thing that really attracted me to it, and like really, you know, sort of made me a, a big fan. Um, I'm really curious to get your sort of opinions on why on you know, why you think that the that the tech industry still has this ish, these these gender issues with attracting and uh, keeping women in spaces.
3: I mean it's it's, it's I, I, I don't know if you guys read uh, Tracy Leanne's article that was in the LA Times, that's been making the rounds that really is just mm-hmm. kind of highlighting that. Obviously we're seeing those efforts out of Intel to try to do something. To diversify right. the workplace, you know, not just with right. women, but with, you know, underrepresented people of color. Um, it's, I mean, I, I, I'm not smart enough and I haven't been long enough, haven't worked in the tech industry. Because remember, I come out of entertainment, which, right. you know, it's interesting because entertainment, especially television, it demands a binary. You know, uh, uh, most hosted totally. shows, if there's a man, you want to have a woman there, right. and so I got right. to have a very unique experience, sort of covering games where it was requisite that that there was some sort of you know, a, you know, female opposite, and I, I think people probably made a lot of assumptions about what games I liked and what games like Kate or, or Morgan liked, and in reality, I think it would quite surprise people that it was it was far more com- complex than that, but um, right. in, in in terms of the tech industry, I think. I I I really buy into this theory that the way that computers were sold, they were sold out of certain retail stores, and with certain types of marketing that that you know they they were directed at men, and that happened probably around the time that I was young, and I think quite a few of us were young, in the 80s, and. Right. and I, I think that that I mean I still have you know, I, I grew up in Berkeley guys which you know I I, I did have girls right. that were in my class calling me a sexist at the age of nine and I'm like okay <laughs> right, right, right. I, I better check myself I don't really know what I did but I did something wrong <laughs> but you know I, I mean I still think that there was that overall sense that math isn't really for you science really isn't for you like these these things get right. just so sublimated into the culture that it doesn't present itself, I think, as an option enough of the time. And I mean, look, I I, I think all efforts should be made now to get more women working in the tech industry, but I think some of the most important work that needs to be done is we gotta deal with another generation, that young generation now, and disabuse them of any sense that this is any less viable. I think what has to also, well, what has to happen now that's currently in the tech industry is, what I mean, honestly, I, I don't have a solution for this, but do you know undo that culture that makes it you know when when there are women that are working in the workplace, or you know for for a lot of people of color working in the workplace that they feel that they have equal voices and that they are welcome and that there isn't you know some sort of like secret club over to the side that's mm-hmm. actually somehow making more decisions or undermining you know what what, what whatever efforts. I mean, th- I think the problem is. It's a big, serious problem, and right. uh, I, you know, I think there's a study that just showed, like, kind of, a lot of companies that have had women CEOs, like where their performance is, it is better. You know that. Right. And, right. You know, because right now, especially if you look at the finance industry, well, dudes aren't making it work. So let's just give it a shot. <laughs> right. it, it really, Goldman Sachs couldn't be more nefarious, than it already is. Right. So right. let's just right. give it a shot right now. How about that? Oh <laughs> so, my goodness.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah I, I actually saw your argument about the um sort of the chain the advertising around that time I saw it in a um NPR I, I actually was a podcast so it
3: was, I, th- I, th- I think it was NPR because I just I, now I realize I think it was on the radio and I was laying in bed because I, I, I fall asleep to NPR wake up to it in the morning.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just
3: stereotype myself like five times from Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: exactly. It, it was it was a um, episode of the Planet Money podcast called like When mm-hmm. Women Stop Coding. Yeah. And they talk specifically about like how there were so many female coders and then sort of the advertising when it came to like the like early like Macintoshes and Commodores and that kind of stuff kind of switched. Um. In that, yeah, it was cool.
3: I mean, I mean, uh, like like toy advertising back then. I mean, when I go back to oh, watching yeah. Inspector Gadget or or something or or, or Robotech, there were the ads. Like there was the boys' toys and there were the girls' toys. I mean, we we, we are really reinforcing from like. As early as you can comprehend that there are some things that are appropriate for me and there are some things that are appropriate for you. And, like, how is that going to not start just guiding, you know, both male and female how they're supposed to see themselves inside of society, you know, and and creating some sort of taxonomy of, you know, what – One's role is supposed to be. It's. Uh, I have no idea what toy ads are like now. I don't know if any of you guys have kids. I. Yeah. I, I watch a Law of Law and Order, so I can tell you a lot about <laughs> feminine hygiene products <laughs> and medication for old people. But I know nothing about toys, whatsoever. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're they're, they're, they're like uh, they're like rave they're like rave commercials. They, I mean, they're they're made for the ADD generation. I mean. <laughs> Let's do it come on come on <laughs> and, um, so wait
0: you just that's, made that's it sound like every will... go ahead no i was going to say you just made it sound like every toy company is sponsored by Technotronic.
1: <laughs> yeah oh i mean there should be a whistle and glow sticks <laughs> with everything you buy nowadays um so so adam you know one of the things that i've really uh, appreciated about you is that i felt like you were me or, or one of my friends when you were talking about games and and you know one of the things that that was interesting as I watched your career um, from Tech TV from uh you know from the the beginnings of of X Play to where it where where it wound up ending you know right before you were unceremoniously <laughs> let yes. go um, was being being a lit major was watching your the way you described the things that you were talking about the things that you were passionate about uh end games um the way you described them had to kind of get dumbed down as you your demographic got yeah. younger as you mm-hmm. got more popular how did that were you even conscious of the fact that that was something that you had to do and well, how did that make you feel
3: well it it wasn't yes there there were, there are moments where I, I I think that we were at our Smartest right when we moved to LA with G4, and maybe mm-hmm. for about two, maybe three years, um, culturally we were kind of left alone, and yeah. we were all kind of just bitter. Uh, I I, th- I think <laughs> I wrote about this in in the Kentucky piece. We are very happy. The the way in which G4 brought those few Tech TV people down was handled with like all the tact of of, of like. Uh, Name something tactless that isn't completely right. Um,
0: the, the way you <laughs> left <laughs> you <laughs> Honey, honey, honey Boo Boo. I, I have like terrorist
3: analogies in my head, and I'm like, don't say <laughs> that, Adam. Don't say that. It was the
0: honey <laughs> boo boo. Uh... Yeah,
3: there we go. um And so there was bitterness there. We were all kind of awkward. Uh, not about only a few months after we got there, Bush got reelected, which you know, which was just kind of pushed right, into, right, right, even more right. Of a downer. <laughs> right, everything that was and, happening. But what that did they did is they reintroduced that, that new <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> 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 it, it, it kind of fueled this, like, okay, let's really kind of bare th- some teeth, and we turned it less against video games and more we, and that's where the sketches had the most tenuous relation to video games at
4: times.
3: (laughs) But I think that would also allowed us to kind of have smarter, snappier writing. We were very proud of what we were doing. Um, It was still a very small staff. For for, for the number of shows that was coming out a week, which I think was three new shows a week, I think at, at the very, very height around that time, I think we were 11 people. Um, wow. And, you know, with one or two people who are, like, kind of core writers on the show. Wow. And fatigue sets in. Like, sure. there's just a point where you just, you know, if you really think about it, Entertainment Tonight doesn't try to be smart. That's why they can be on right, once right. a week. You know, it, it's, right. you know, so it was, at, at times it wasn't even like we were just dumbing down. It's like, let's just kind of phone this one in. And there are times right. where <laughs> I wanted to go off script. And other days where I would go in there, I'm like... I got other shit on my mind. I just want to right. kind of do this and go deal with that. Um, right. So that, that, that's kind of the issue. Now, there was a point at which I think that we, our ratings were going down, and we were trying to figure out what do we do, how do we find our audience. Um, mm-hmm. the, 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 the great tragedy about what was happening with, with uh, X-Play towards the end is G4, and, and, and this isn't a criticism against G4, the only thing they cared about was the demographic of 18 to 35 men. Right. Right. Um, right. Because that's, those are the ones in, everyone's, in the advertiser's mind with disposable income. And mm-hmm. you, you don't want younger than 18. You really don't want younger than 21 because you want to have beer ads. That's good money. You want to have huh. car ads. That's really, really good money. You have to skew yeah. older. When everyone used to complain about why we were showing cops or Star Trek, It was an artificial way to increase the average age to make us look more appealing. That's interesting. Also interesting. Unbeknownst to a lot of people, Cops was really highly rated. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Cops is a trick. When you're flipping channels, you always you always hang for two more seconds on cops just to see (laughs) if they're about to gaffle that guy. (laughs) 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 And those extra two seconds means that many more viewers that will just kind of hang on for the rest of that half-hour ride. Um, wow. it's, you know, there's, and, and I'm not saying you guys, but the audience and all the stuff that people complained about, there's a strong misperception, and this is true in games as well, and all mm-hmm. entertainment, that if something is quality, it's popular. Almost yeah. never do those, t- those, <laughs> those two things yeah. correlate. Yeah. And while everyone yeah. says, like, why aren't you doing the gaming? If the gaming was working, they would have kept doing the gaming. It just uh-huh. couldn't. And as, as somebody else pointed out, you can only have so much gaming content because you are celebrating An activity that precludes you watching television.
2: It kind of it works against the
3: entire desire of the channel for you to to keep. Because it's like, oh man, you know that game's really good. I'm gonna go play it. Well, fuck, we lost that guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a blessing and a curse. Why is this not working?
0: (laughs) I mean, I want to piggyback off that off that sentiment that you kind of started was. You know, so you had that you had that era at, at Tech TV and G4, and then you went over to Rev 3 And I think, honestly, it, you know, for for me and C, we have the same kind of conversation before we started the show. We said we want to present ourselves and we want to present the conversations that we have as intelligent conversations. Yeah, we don't want to be afraid to speak the way that we speak to use vocabulary in a real way and, you know, to love words the way that we actually do the thing that, the thing that always impressed me and always kind of made me gravitate to your work was the fact that you were not afraid to use vocabulary and language and be intelligent and be smart. And Make motherfuckers pick up a book and say, yeah. hey, yeah. this but at the same is a word that you don't know. I would you still may say be...
3: boobies and, and snot stuff. Right, and was, right, I think those right. Which, which can, made you one can can of my go friends. friends. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good mix. No,
3: no, and I, and, I, and, I, and I thank you for that. I know it frustrated some people, but this goes back to, a, to something I believed in when we were, um, when x first started. They were less concerned about the 18 to 35s, and right. it was like, how are we going right. to write the show? And the one thing I said is do not write as if – teenagers are going to write this show or are going to watch this Mm -hmm. show. But if we try to write to them, they will flee in droves.
2: Right. So they said,
3: (laughs) call me – find me a teenager that will self-identify as a teen – no, they, right. want adult. <laughs> yeah. they want to be adults. They want right. to be treated like an adult. The best way to right. do that is talk to them like an adult. They may not pick up on everything, but they're not going to raise their hand and say, hey, I don't understand. They're going to quietly yeah, right. sit there and try to figure it all out so it looks like that they deserve a seat at that table. Yep. So if you want to get a 15-year-old, you write for a 22-year-old. You know, mm. and you don't and you act like hey, we're having this conversation over here. If you feel like it, you can come join us. Yeah. And, yeah, right. I, I think I, I have uh, one of the things I'm very passionate about is I, I, I believe very strongly in, in education. And I think that's one of the key things that has got to be addressed in this country. And How american Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> what? An informed voter? No. Stop well. that. <laughs> 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 and I thought at the very least... If I could get a few guys to go look some shit up, I'm, I, I can at least go home feeling a little bit better about encouraging them to play video games. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you, got, you got me. You got me. There was a word or two in
0: your Bioshock. And I remember the, bio, the thing that used to, used to get me was when you would drop a, a Rev3 uh, review, and the one that got me was the Bioshock Infinite mm-hmm. one. And I sent it to like six of my friends because I was like, yo, Sessler just killed this shit. And you Thank need you to watch much. it. And there was a word and I forgot what it was. And I, and it was talking about the, the way that the humans interacted with the other sets of humans. That tells you how amazingly smart that I was with that description <laughs> right. right there.
3: Okay. I, I don't even re- remember it. So it's it's quite all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like,
0: I need to go look that up. Oh shit. I just learned. <laughs> yeah. I just right. needed to well, yeah, do
3: and, that. And, 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 and to be fair, I still read stuff. Like, you know, I'm not saying, like, I'm not picking up Joyce or something like that where you know you're going to get just kind of shellacked right. with a bunch of words you've never heard with. Right. But, you know, well, I'm reading a review, and I'm like, I kind of heard that word, but I'm not 100% how, you know, and I just go right. look it up. It's, I, I think a lot more people do that. Than are, I mean, I understand why people don't admit it, because it's never a fun thing. But, <laughs> you know, it's kind of good. I think it's still kind of good to research and not be 100% certain that I, I, I have, you have a full command of knowledge and there's nothing more that you need for
1: the rest of your life so yeah, yeah right exactly you know yeah, yeah. The, 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 the times when you believe that are when you're the dumbest <laughs> the youngest and dumbest yep. that you could possibly be yeah. I agree Yep. Um, you know. and that's what the internet is
3: filled <laughs> with right. 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 I, really, I, I really could just end the show
0: right on that no, 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 right. you have explained being oh, a yeah, yeah. seriously Oh my god um, So we're, gonna, we're about to head into our music break But before we do that uh, we ha- We've been doing uh, a, a piece on Black History Month every week uh, We've been profiling a person every week So that folks who have not heard the stories of uh, The great African Americans who have been doing And helping to make this country great uh, Will give you some things that you might have to look up yourselves So C, uh, I'm going to give the floor to you So you can, you can bust out our, our Black American moment for the day
1: yeah, yeah, so uh, I guess, I'm. you know, I'm not sure. I guess it really depends on, on uh, what you guys think. If you want me to continue doing this, uh, you know, I sure can. Um, but uh, the month is pretty much over, so this may be the last one. If it is, then we're going to go out with a bang. If it isn't, then this is just the touchstone. This is going to be the thing that propels us forward. Nice. Um, <laughs> this one is about um, actually someone close close to me in, in uh, some respect, uh, Gerald Jerry Lawson.
4: Mm-hmm. He
1: is the person who originally designed the Fairchild Channel F mm-hmm. video game console, which is basically, you know, if anyone had a Nintendo cartridges with the ROM on the inside, none of that stuff would have been possible without Jerry. Um, and he also, he also developed the video on demand, uh, via cable. He, he designed this thing where he was going to work with cable and was going to send games through this thing called the internet or through the cable, through the cable system at that point. Um, and you could play games on demand. Um, and this was back in like 82. So, um. The the Fairchild was built in the 70s, um, and uh, he made you know he made cartridges. He grew up in Queens. He was born in Queens, grew up with my uncle, and my uncle nice. and him actually uh, made did some things together. Um, when I went to visit my uncle in, in uh, November, he was talking about it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you're doing that video game thing, right? Yeah, you you know you would love to meet Jerry's wife." Cause Jerry, you know, Jerry, unfortunately in the story, uh, you know, here's, here I am, uh, bringing it down, Jerry died. um, Jerry died in, in, uh, April of 2011. He died of diabetes. Um, everyone needs to go to the doctor and make sure you get checked out. Um, but, uh, you know, Jerry would go and hang out with my uncle. They, they did a bunch of things. And, uh, one of the things that was awesome was as we were talking about it, I, I, talked to our good friend Mike J. Micah and said, hey, Mike, you know, my uncle was good friends with Jerry Lawson. Ten minutes later, uh, Mike gives me a picture of Mike, Jerry, Ralph Bear, and Ralph Bear's wife. Wow. Um, that's, that's the awesomeness nice. of Mike J. Micah. Um, and also the awesomeness of uh, Jerry Lawson, our uh, Black History moment of this week. Uh, thanks awesome. a lot for all all you've done jerry we're you know we're living your legacy um thanks you know you're awesome man word,
0: word, and word so yeah that's amazing that's actually really really dope. um we are about to hit our music break for this week uh again, thank you for everyone who is listening to the show this week. You guys are rock stars. This is episode 51 of the Spawn Me podcast. We are rocking out. We are hanging with the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Adam Sussler. And we'll be back right after. Straight
3: to the dead on like this.
0: This
4: right here has been certified
1: Prepare each element with raw street intelligence. Dig the soul. This is complete
0: elegance. Hot beat delegates when I spit each melon sit. Like to build ill. Like repeat felons get Plus I'm jazzy and like to dress to impress. It's the bald hair Buddha with the mic caress. And I might suggest that you broaden your mind. You spend a lot of your time dancing the fraudulent rhymes.
3: Like a breath of fresh air. We gonna change the pace. Not a mental slave. So save the angry face. It's the return of the mellow voice maestro. And my flow eliminates the comp like Geico. And just for your
1: thank you everybody welcome back to the spawn on me podcast this is episode 51 featuring not only SharifJackson.com, yeah. but uh, the living legend himself at Mr. Adam Sessler um, I hope. I don't know that... about living. I I, I, I think I I, I, I I think you need to have
3: me in the room and check me just before. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take legend though. I'll take legend. Hey, well you know.
1: <laughs>
2: well the, you know we we, the we Schrodinger's would, we would, cat of legends.
1: We, we would embark in a whole new category if you were not living, um, which would be awesome. So, uh, we'll we'll you know we'll see what happens. But but anyway I, I you know I hope you guys enjoyed the music break. It was. Uh, Gifted Unlimited Rhymes Universal but you guys can call him the guru featuring Bilal um, that's uh, certified off of the Jasmataz Street Soul album. Shout out to Sharif Jackson because he believes that he inspired me to look at that album for a, for a <laughs> yeah, track.
2: Uh, um, R.I.P. Guru as well. Yeah.
1: Right, yeah, R.I.P. to mm. the guru. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it's just a hot track and we're certified Um Mr. Adam Sessler, Certifiable. Mr. Adam Sessler, is, he's certified. Uh, he's he's now, certified wait, in is, audacity. He really is. So, is
3: uh, is yeah. that the original Mataz album or
1: no? This is the third one.
3: The third one. There,
1: there were there were two sequels. Oh. There was a trilogy of. Uh, I,
3: I I I know I had the first two. Uh, yeah, I I, oh, okay. I I didn't get the third one. I I. Yeah. I I also really like Gangstar back when I was. Yeah,
1: all right, a young person. right on. Yeah, yeah. we oh,
3: DJ, what, what was one of your favorite Gangstar tracks? Well, that's that's the thing is I i said that. I'm now going through my head like I just remember <laughs> really liking Guru's voice, and I couldn't name you a track.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the I, I, can, I can start you. telling
3: you my favorite X Clan because. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, uh, the pink Cadillac. I mean, I, I, I knew that like, there was that underlying quality to the music where they're like, they will. No, I don't know if they really want me listening to this, but this is some funky ass shit.
0: I really, really like it. I swore when X came out, I swore that when they came, when they dropped their albums, that they were like, we really don't want white people to buy this stuff.
3: <laughs> it was, I mean, and, and, and of, of course, you know, I was I was pretty much in college. No, no, no. Some I, I, I went to this thing. Maybe you guys have heard about it. So I think it happens in every state. It's called Boys State.
1: Yeah, Boys State. I went to Boys yeah. State.
3: Yeah. So I went to Boys you State know, in California. Yeah. And I, I, I need to remind you, I, I grew up in Berkeley. Well, I, I kind of right. grew up in like in, in the Berkeley, Oakland, Richmond, El Cerrito area. Right. Sure. And. I didn't know what the rest of the world was like. Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs)
3: And I got there and I'm like, there's some scary people here. And it's really like, really military. And everyone's like, okay. And so (laughs) I I, I, I just hung out with the black kids because that was the only thing that made sense to me. And everyone was like listening to music and we were trading it back and forth. And someone gave me X Clan. And I was like, this is, I mean, it was. Oh, grand verbalizer! I was like, "Whoa!" Right? These, these are, and then, and, and then slowly, yeah. you start to realize this kind of nutty mythology. You know, with both like the the the, the, the alpha centric stuff, but then you mix in the pink Cadillac, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, these guys have like creativity to spare. They still probably don't want me listening to this, but damn, I really.
0: They want you to listen to it, but they're going to stare at you while you listen to it.
3: Right. So yeah, they to be like, "So what you got to say about that?" Yeah, with oh,
0: really I mean, There are
3: times like, "Ooh, they're playing in town." Yeah. maybe I'll get maybe uh, I'll get a bootleg of the show.
1: Because <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. exactly. I do not need to be. I, I, I exactly. don't need to have the group call me out. In the audience.
2: <laughs> yeah. Maybe Jamal will record it for me when he goes. <laughs> maybe Jamal will, will like sn- sn- sneaking his huge o- over the shoulder camcorder <laughs> at the, at the time <laughs> to bootleg it.
1: Oh my god, oh, that's man. kind of amazing. Coming, coming, coming up. Um, no way to segue from, from the X men <laughs> and, and bootleg <laughs> videos. But uh coming coming up is is GDC, the game developers conference. Um and uh we we really must be certified because uh look let's see what I did there. Um because Khalif is actually going to represent uh, Spawn on me and smallpointblog.com. There was it was a magical
0: it felt like I got the Triforce when it, when i got the email that said dun i can go and i and i held up my email to the sky and was like <laughs> held it up. sweet baby jesus they let me go to gdc thank you someone up there you love me you love me you love me uh, i hope
2: when you held it up like a dialogue box came <laughs> like, <laughs> like probably you just sorry got invited. But your Press ticket a. is in another castle.
1: <laughs> 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 it,
0: it almost was because I was like, how the hell am I going to afford this now? How am I going to- <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so
3: so you're coming to San Francisco next yes,
0: week. Yes, I will be there next week. I'm well then
3: I would I would like to buy you a beer.
0: I would love that. That would be yeah. freaking awesome. amazing. I would love yeah. to do that. That would be so awesome. We're gonna be there from thir- uh from Wednesday to Friday. Uh okay. so I'm sad because I'm gonna miss the thing that I wanted to talk to you about, which is the Morpheus uh sony kind of four hour uh deal that they're gonna do talking about vr for for a long time i hear that they're gonna do basically like a a a large demo session they're gonna talk to folks about you know what the new kind of advancements have 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 happened since the last uh gdc i was wondering uh, did you have any ideas on that or uh, were you excited to go to, to that particular panel
3: um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see some of it. Um, I'm still trying to narrow down. Th- and, and this is the one interesting thing I found: is that when I was press, yeah, it would be obligatory to, to go to something like right. that. But right. then I have this, I, I have like my own personal interest that's just pretty much press without writing it down and, and sharing it with people. Right. But I need to also go hustle and you know <laughs> hand out my business card and try to find people to be clients. And four hours out of the three days that they make available at GDC, it's like I have to start to weigh weigh these things against each other. So yeah. I, I may have to I may have to pull a few strings and see if I can. Have you know <laughs> d- d- discussions in private yeah. but in terms of VR uh, what I can say is it was the uh, reveal it's not the correct word because it was done in a far more sort of academic manner um, but when they they talked about Morpheus for the first time at GDC last year right and Shu Yoshida I think said two or three things that really stood out to me which was this admonition which is you need to treat this as a separate medium mm. And And what he really was getting at, and I felt it was very important, I wish he had actually said it on more of a public stage. I hope he does say this to to a wider audience at GDC this year, Mm -hmm. is uh, so much of what I saw is, oh, wouldn't Fallout be really cool in in VR. Um, I don't know how cool that would be. I mean, fallout's, fallout's really, really good as it is. Um, right. Fallout takes place in a very, very miserable environment. Yeah. And I, you need to consider the fact, do you really need to feel you're there all the more? Right. Right. And would that actually enhance or potentially detract? Or, you know, I think I could probably only handle that for about 45 minutes right. before it's like, I got to go take right. a shower. <laughs> um, but he he was thinking of some other things too. That, cause a lot of people started to talk about that level of immersion and what it would do for horror, right? It might be too fucking scary. Yeah, right. and, and and he pointed out that you now need to think about honest to god phobias, claustrophobia, yeah. you know, arachnophobia. I don't even know what what, what snake phobia is, right. but but you know, <laughs> there there are people that have that, yeah. and those things are going to become a very real. Like people are going to react to it in ways that are going to be far more you know, like like the snake's going to be there for right. them because your brain does right. yes. Right. Having said that uh, you know some, some other stuff. I had learned um, a, a friend of mine uh, He works with this company. Um, oh my god. I'm forgetting they're, they're working on a game called narcosis. He's gonna kill me if I can't <laughs> remember the name off the top of my head um, honor code incorporated ah, nice small small team, but they're working on an underwater survival horror game hmm. And the thing that uh, so I would strap on it's not just for oculus So you can play it in other right. ways, but whenever I try it with 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 oculus on um, there, there is combat and stuff in there, but I couldn't care. I've never been in a submarine underwater. Ah, wow. the, 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 the sheer novelty of getting to move around and what feels like I'm immersed in that space was so interesting in and of itself that I didn't need that much more game on top of it right. because I, I was paying that much attention. I think like those two things, I, hopefully they can really serve... Because Game Developers Conference still is really about those developers right. that they kind of get in people's heads that there are opportunities here... That you just you almost have to unlearn everything you think is right about video games right. and just kind of re- and, and, and relearn it from the ground up when it comes to virtual reality.
0: Yeah, it was. In, sure. We had an interesting conversation about that actually with um uh, Jeff Kanata. Jeff Jeff Cannata was on the show. I, I love yeah, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff is freaking awesome. <laughs> good man, He's a good dude. Um, and and the conversation that we had kind of entailed like yes, it's going to involve all these new sensory things that are going to hit you, but also. I I never really thought about the the actual world building that's going to happen that you just kind of talked about where a lot of times the actual periphery things that you're dealing with inside the game space isn't really pretty. It's not really things that you want to, unless you're in the super fantasy uh type game but most of the games that are shooters that are that are kind of what people are looking yeah. to kind of incorporate first the worlds themselves aren't really something that you want to immerse yourself in and look around and be around and walk in except for space we'll feel you're that much more there right yeah. it seems like space and and uh, uh fantasy lands and things like that would be the first ones and that seems to be the way that everything's kind of routing towards but other spaces that we kind of think about and don't really think about while we're playing our games, those are going to be new, weird experiences for a lot of people, and I think that's going to freak people out.
3: I think to freak people out, I, th- I think there's interesting opportunities. I-, I-, I think obviously, you know, games have been pretty elusive about getting uh, most emotions out of people other than maybe anger and fear, mm-hmm, right, right. and, you know, when you start to really think that you're in that space, I think the notion of violence, especially against other people, right. That could really shift, and yeah. I think that empathy is something that we actually have an opportunity. Mm. You know, it's, there's, there's ways of telling stories where you are going to start to feel a lot more like I'm really in this mm. world, and the way that I'm treating other people or they're potentially treating me is going to have a deeper, more resonant effect. Right. Um, and I think that, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but I, 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 I think just like sheer violence as your interaction might become a lot less palatable. You know, because I also think that immersion right now, when you play God of War, right. you know, when you hit the button and the thing happens on the screen, that's the trick of immersion. Because you think because you're having this way of controlling something in a, in a digital non-existent space. Once again, you don't need to have that level of interactivity to believe that you're immersed in something. Because immersion is happening whether you like it or not. Yeah, I
0: think, I think that was a visceral kind of response. Even even without the VR space, I remember the, when I first played GTA 5 in first person. That kind yeah. that kind of thing where I, yeah I now have a gun that I'm and it's weird it was a very different kind of shift as opposed to when I'm used to playing first person shooters where I know all the things are happening. This is the set this is the mindset that I'm already in. I know that these are the mechanics, these are the game mechanics, these are the visuals, these are the, the, the even the the eye level of where my body is in comparison to where my mm-hmm. eyes are and where I'm seeing yeah. characters on screen. Was very different when I started to play it in in GTA Five, and I'm shooting at human beings and humanoid beings, with with yeah. the city kind of being around me. It's, I'm, I think there's going to be a lot of conversation about the about the the mental aspect and and the psychology behind uh, the games that are going to be made in that space.
3: I mean, I think. You know, if 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 there is something like that 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 that's in VR and you you see like some twelve year old kid who just kind of goes just nuts and tries to just shoot everyone on the street, mm-hmm. right. you just kind of say like, keep an eye on that kid. <laughs> yeah. Let's just yeah. see how it, it might be a good yeah. way of weeding out some of the question mark children. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I think that I, I think that the M P thing is huge. I remember when I tried Oculus at the Consumer Electronics Show. I was playing a demo of this game where I was just like walking around and I saw like you know like a body at the ground, so I like looked down and I'm looking at the body, and there's so many games where like you know you'll loot a body or you'll kick it or you'll shoot it or like whatever that's much harder to do when you're physically kind of mm-hmm. looking down and sort of visually inspecting it. I do think that it could potentially even if it doesn't stop you, it makes you think about it like before you die yeah. You know, yeah. and, and like that is something I think that is lacking, as you said, like it's almost like an automatic like reaction to do like some of the actions that we do in these uh, first person games.
3: Or, 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 th- or think about taking the idea of a game like Papers, Please, right. right, where what you're having to do is make snap judgments, like you have to immediately decide if the person there is a certain, like you, you need to drop them into a category really quick. Right. Now you're even that more deeply immersed in it. I don't even know if the graphics have to be, like, the fidelity has to be that crazy. But, you know, you're going to feel that much more immediate to the person who you're making a fairly significant life decision about. (laughs) You know, I I think, you know, that there's so many, I mean, almost to to the point that we were talking about earlier, you know. Could you create a virtual scenario where (laughs) you're a dude, but you're suddenly playing a woman in a tech workplace. Right. You know, and, I, and the whole point of the game is I'm trying to get, you know, my voice heard, right. you know, at, 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 at some type of meeting. I mean, there, there really are some interesting, I think it'll still be very challenging to make these things work, but I think we have a hell of a better chance using VR for that because I think some of the tricks it plays with your brain than we are with uh, more, more traditional video games.
1: What about, what about uh, just to pivot a little, uh, HoloLens. Um, do you think, you know, VR versus AR, VR, you know, virtual reality versus augmented reality? Um, it's,
3: it's interesting. I, I mean, I really, I was so impressed with that HoloLens, um, sizzle reel. Oh yeah. Right. I think that might be the best reel I've seen Microsoft do, and I don't know how long. I don't since just mean the Xbox. original
1: Kinect, since um, Milo, since well, well before.
2: Get old, Milo.
3: This never got me excited.
2: Right.
3: It. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what sucks is a lot of the times, just because there's some director who, and this happens a lot with you know, because I've I've worked on a couple of like sort of movie sets where where they're they're, they're gonna be playing video mm-hmm, games, sure. and the director wants. Action on the screen, so they want you know the guy holding the controller going like this, right? right. That we all, it all know all doesn't happen, right. And I know that's probably what really happened with the connect It's like, no, you want to go like this and be very deliberate, like Marcel Marceau, mm-hmm. right? But, no, but that's not as exciting as this. But when you're trying to sell it to somebody, they're like, who the fuck wants to do that? You know? like if, my wife, if my wife came home to see me going like this, she just quietly closed the door and
1: go back out. <laughs> It's like you're I think, selling, but... you're selling cars on uh, Highway 54. <laughs> <Yeah. Thorne. laughs> <laughs> uh, she's gonna
0: run and try to put a piece of bread down your throat. It's like he's having
1: a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> Help him!
0: Get the thorazine, kids! <laughs> <laughs> it's finally happening. Cessler's oh, lost. Oh
3: But, but what was so cool about that AR sizzle reel is it made it look so practical? Right, right, right. Instead of instead of being utopian, I mean, I loved that moment where. I think it's the woman's trying to fix the pipe,
1: yeah. and then
3: there's the, there's the person who's remote that's like, okay, you know, fix here, and he's using the Surface tablet to do that. Yeah. And the first thing that came to my mind is how many times I have to call my mom going, okay, how am I supposed to know if the meat's done? Right. right. I put on those goggles, and she's got that. She's like, okay, put the fork in it. Show it to me. I mean, that, that, that's so – useful and obviously you know when they're working on the the akira motorcycle uh that that that, that part was weird it's like right. they, they're, <laughs> they're working on something a little bit more sensible but um, but once again they, they were showing how it could be useful in the workplace and i think as, as it was an excellent contrast to kind of the utopian vision that we're getting from vr mm-hmm. right. which i think might be one of the biggest dangers is you know even as like what i was just saying earlier i came out thinking vr is going to solve the world and with with hololens they're like this will make things that are very frustrating and trying to get through, like, a remote work or, you know, being remote from other people, be it professional or personal. This could become very, very useful. Right. And I, I just – I don't know if I would ever want to play Minecraft that way. But, man, I, like I said, I think there's incredibly useful ways that it c- it could make certain conversations a lot easier. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's gonna It's going to probably do – I don't know. It's going to be such a weird and, and, and interesting space to see what the developers are going to come up with. And I guess the person who gets it right, because again, we still haven't figured out how it's going to actually fit into the ecosystem of the console's, that we already have in our home plus the PC aspect plus you know no one has talked about any pricing or anything like that cuz they may just price themselves out of ever being relevant anyway.
3: Well, I mean what they could do is they could be pricing themselves that it's meant for business. It's meant for an office. Mm, we're sure. like there's there's one and you're using it to talk to the guys in the remote office over right, there. Right. And mm-hmm. then as time comes then the price will come down. I mean, I think we all are expecting that we're going to see it, you know, somehow use at E3. Right. I mean, I, I'm not saying that Microsoft shouldn't do that. I, I, I hope that they've learned a little bit from Connect that don't, it, it, it could become a real distraction for Xbox. Mm-hmm, right. I think it'd be cool if they start to show some of the stuff they're experimenting with. But if they start to like position that, like this is what you know, this is the reason why you should be buying the Xbox One. <laughs> I mean, they kind of got back, they're, they're they're back on their feet. I think they're growing a good games library. I think with the, with the price drops, they, they they really have found their way into a lot more people's homes. They're like you know, they're they're, they're back in the strong contention right. than they were at the launch. You know, when there's a lot of questions around it, I think to have this new distraction. Of the Hololens, I mean, what they should be focusing on at this year's end is Halo Five is coming out, right? So, right. You know, right.
2: right, right, and it'll you know, work, not... and it's going to work, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. And it'll work.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's it should be a theme for a lot of companies. Yeah, right, and right. this sure. year. Yeah, they're not alone. <laughs> yeah. well. Oh my god, <laughs> it'll
0: work. Yeah,
2: movie yes. soft. is
0: going to work. <laughs> Back of the box quote.
4: Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. Right.
2: So I think they <laughs> need to bring back that seal of approval, man. It actually mean something. Seriously.
1: So, so I know yeah, that. Uh, go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. C, go go ahead. ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was I was gonna kind of say I know that you you were talking about how you don't want to wave your arms when you use Connect, um, but I was I was actually listening to something that you were talking to actually uh, talking to other G four alum Kevin Pereira. On his uh, pointless podcast, was well, that the at, one with Bobcat Goldthwait? No, no. This was the uh, this was the Xbox One launch date. Uh, I was listening That's to right, that, uh, listening to that episode, and uh, and you were talking about how cool the Connect was as tech. So now I know. Yes. So for me, I don't use my can I use my Connect every day. I don't mm-hmm. use it for gaming at all, and I'm completely, exactly. completely fine with that. I use it to turn on my Xbox. I use it to turn on my TV, my entertainment system. I change the channels. My whole family uses the Xbox, uses the Connect mm-hmm. to control the television, but we never, we you know, we never use it for gaming. Um, do you feel okay with that? With with how they've positioned. Connect as it, you know, kind of in its post mortem. Um,
3: I, I, I do, and you know, it's, it's funny. I wish that's what they had done. Right. I think that always, and I, this is kind of what we were just talking about earlier, and right. I think this is the same problem with the Wii, definitely with the Wii U. You have the tech, but you haven't decided whether like, if there's a really good game to, to utilize right, it. Right, right, right. The practical nature of the Connect is there Skype, right. yeah, yelling at my television to pause because I can't find the remote. <laughs> yeah, right. These are all, I mean, I mean you know it's it's just you know my 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 wife who has no interest in games and is somewhat i wouldn't say technophobic but techno apprehensive sure. <laughs> i think you know <laughs> boom acclimated to that and has absolutely no 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 issue with it right. um it all goes back to what i thought was a I I think it was a mistake, but it was genuine that they really did see this potential for the Xbox One becoming this very important entertainment hub. It hadn't done enough differently in terms of what the entertainment was from the Xbox 360. They were looking at what was supposed to be happening five years down the line and didn't understand that... Those people who are going to buy it for that purpose are going to buy it five years down the line. Right. It should have been all about the games. I mean, the Kinect was always going to be very tricky, but from a creative standpoint, and I do you mean creative, not just a business standpoint, it meant so much that they knew that everyone had one. Right. Yeah. Now that they pulled it out, you've been making a big risk to make a Kinect game. Right. Because you already know there's X number of people that will not buy your game because they don't have the device that, that handles mm. it. And the only good games that were ever going to work with Kinect were games that would only work with right, Kinect. Right. This idea, right. like, like, say, you know, remember Mass Effect 3? I mean, <laughs> why, if I already am doing pretty well playing the game like I know how to play the game, <laughs> do I want to add an extra layer of complication? Right. And it's it, it, it's really, that's what's so tricky with this, you know, had they introduced Connect the way that I think the Hololens is going to be introduced, where it isn't—they're not bootstrapping itself to the games—is the reason to get it, sure. but they're bootstrapping it to, hey, this is going to help make your life a little bit easier, yeah. and then you back the games into it. I think that would have been a far more successful venture. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: I know. I know. Reef had a had a really good question that kind of kind of dovetails into this a little bit about how, you know, the. The space is kind of changing in, in multiple ways, and, and price has been something that folks have talked about a lot, especially with the, the craziness that happened around the order. Um, Reef, I know, you, I know yes. you had a question that goes goes into I, I
3: haven't played it yet. Is it really six hours?
0: Reef? Yeah, it's <laughs> about that. It really I, would, I would ask right. Reef, but Reef <laughs> basically kicked the damn game yeah, when he it. <laughs> I quit in
2: the middle of my Twitch stream, but I did get— I mean,
3: I've, I've, I've heard— Six hours is the least of the problems that people seem exactly. to be having with That's it. Exactly. That's but... <laughs> exactly what I was going to
2: say. Like, I got about four hours through, and I was, in terms of the chapter count, I was maybe about 85 90% done. So.
0: Yeah, I think it was the first time I ever saw Reef get so frustrated that he was going to pull was... a WWE move on an actual video game box.
2: I can usually <laughs> just make it through, but it was so frustrating and boring that I could. But. Um, so my question is, so we're basically in the era of the triple A $60 game, right? Like, yes. like people expect that when they see that price, they sort of think of a certain quality, a certain yes. game length. So you kind of have that. And then on the other side, like you kind of have like the indie games, right? The 5, 10, 15, the episodic games where you also, I would argue, have a decreased expectation of, yes. of well, well, I don't want to say quality. I guess I'll say more like production levels. Right? Yeah. Do you think there's any room for that space in the middle? I've seen it called like the double A space. Um, I know that like, a, for example, like um, the um, most recent, the the uh, Kirby game for Wii U right. launched at $40. And like, while that's not like, I guess as like a Mario level of mascot, it still is one of their, you know so, sort yeah, of yeah. like main mascots do you think that there's it's one
3: n- of their few releases of the year
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> y- 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 yeah so do you think that there's room for maybe companies to not spend so much upfront? That they can still recoup their investment and it still make business sense to release a 30 40 45 you
3: no know, i i i think that is the single most important question that the industry needs to be asking itself right mm-hmm. now and i and i am confident that there are corners where that is being asked um th- I, I, th- this is something that has come up in my you know course of work mm-hmm. um and you know it's I, I like the way that you phrased it because sometimes um People look out from from, from the other side of the coin. Does $40 denote less quality, you know, amount of game... Um, and that's why I think we've actually kind of trapped ourselves with the term AAA, mm. because yeah, it's like, Ooh, that's only two ways. <laughs> now I, 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 I think there's one thing. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe I'll pay 10 more bucks and get an A. Right? <laughs> <It's> like, <cool. laughs> but I mean, look, the one thing is league of legends. Right. Free to play. Right. Right. I was I was so suspicious about free to play because I'm like, come on, was it, isn't everyone going to want to look under the hood? Right. It's right. like you know, I I don't know where I'm, i I was of the age, and I think this is different for younger people. Where I'm like, if someone offers me something for free, I'm like, then what's it laced right. with? Right. Like, yeah. right. <laughs> right. Like, right. Something <laughs> is wrong here. Yeah, there's got to be a um, But and so I, I, I still don't think that answers like that 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 entire question. But there's got to be some elasticity to the price. I think GameStop is still a problem. And, you know, it's like it's like until people can kind of cut that cord the way that HBO is finally cutting the cord to people like Comcast, right, right. Um, that's going to open up some opportunity, you know. And, and, and we have those issues where let's pretend the order was good right, right. as a game, <laughs> but it was still five hours long. Right, right. I, 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 I don't like to think that like, well, you know. You know that, that you, you, a game has to be of a certain length for it to be actually good. I'm not a huge fan of saying that. Uh, it, you know, if there's less game, you should spend less money. Right. But I think that's just kind of how people. That that's I, I think that's a done argument. At least at least for you know the the time being. Mm-hmm. But I would rather have the game be good and like let's us plan for a 6-hour really really cool experience can we sell it at $40 right. or can we not have some members of the team have to be working on some type of, you know, app Or multiplayer, or those things that clearly are there because people believe that extends the life of the game. Right, right. You know, that, you know, that, you know, that they're they're not going to return it to the store. I mean, digital is such a huge answer. And I I, I think if there are opportunities where there are certain games where, like, screw it, we're not going to put it in the store, we're going to lower the price (laughs) and try to, you know, get it into people's homes, like, hey, we have a high quality game. And it's just—it's just kind of a more of a unique property. So we're going to be able to see if we can bring down the price a little bit, and not have to go through all the retail channels. Um, I, I think there just are a lot of institutionalized obstructions for that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that—I mean, it would be great if we stopped ascribing. Well, the other thing is, on the flip side of that, um, I think Skyrim should be a hundred dollars. Right, right, right. <laughs> not just for how much content, but it's like. That's a lot of work, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? Right? right. That, 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 that's a lot more work than Call of Duty, at least in my opinion. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, yeah. And that you know that, that you can over you can you can charge higher for some games, but lower for games that maybe are just You know that are are, are, are just a single player experience. Um. I mean, there's there's. I, I think you got to retrain the audience. I think you got to retrain your marketing and your accounting department. Um. But I, it's it's so important that it happens. I think. Yeah.
0: Have you have you embraced the digital future now? Are you are you getting most of the oh, stuff yeah. on digital?
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the only problem is Wii U. Um, because I've never, like, I I, was, like, I haven't played the game on the Wii U in quite some time, and I've never been in a store like, oh, that's right, i got to get that hard drive for the console. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you definitely I mean, need that. I don't keep that many games, like, active in my library. You know It's usually the ones that I'm working on and maybe the one multiplayer that I'm kind of having fun right. with and I still it's very I find it very hard with even all the games I play to hit that 500 cap I'm not really scared that Microsoft is going to be like oh, I'm so evil you can't have your games anymore <laughs> um, so yeah I just I just uninstall and reinstall and uninstall and reinstall it's so much I mean I do it in my underwear right right you know it's, it's not that there's anything wrong with the kids at the GameStop cause there's actually some very nice kids at the one here in San Francisco it's just like you know it's, I got to put on pants. Yeah, you don't, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah that's the problem. I mean, that is
0: in your Twitter bio. It's like you are Exactly. So, you know, pants.
3: <laughs> that's true. I do wear them now, but I didn't say I wear them that half. I'm just
0: saying. <laughs> <laughs> one step
3: one step at a time, it all happens
0: really, really slowly. Yeah.
2: I'm wearing them in defiance right now.
3: I can at least get them on right on the second try. That's my big
0: accomplishment. <laughs> Dance, dance, pan solution. It's coming out for you. <laughs> so I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna be at GDC and you're gonna be moderating a panel. So you want to be a producer? Wait, I, I am. That's what it says.
1: <laughs> you Breaking are, news. Breaking out.
0: news. I'm moderating that panel. That's what it
3: says. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> oh wait a minute. No, no, no. I was approached by an old buddy of mine two months ago about doing that panel. And I said, "I don't know. I need to figure out my schedule because I may have to be going out of town for PAX East." And I never heard anything back from that so that yes. from award-winning know, that's, AAA that's titles and mean. transmedia
0: <laughs> properties to agile. It, wait, it's
3: it, it's on a Friday, right? It's on Thursday, the fifth. This is great. It's on Thursday, <laughs> it <This is laughs> <Thursday, laughs> was going to be on the Friday.
0: Moderated by game celebrity journalist Adam Sessler, <laughs> formerly
3: of G4TV. Since I'm learning about this, who, who's on the panel?
0: So, so, I mean, personal favorites of mine, Robin Hunneke, who I love. Oh, I love Robin. Uh, Chuck Hoover, Dimitri okay. Johnson,
3: David uh-huh. Fox,
0: and Asi Burak from uh, Games for Change.
3: Man, this is, I mean, so, usually when I'm moderating a panel, and granted, I know Robin and a couple of those guys, and, and th- th- those are complete pros, yeah. but usually, like, my panelists are, like, bugging me, like, hold on, do I need a PowerPoint, what do I have to do, and stuff like that, right. like, it, it's usually, there's a lot of, corral. this is, like, the most laissez-faire, so, so, man, I'm so, glad me, I'm, I'm so glad I did this podcast. So let, so let, yeah. me, just, let me just put this out
0: here. Let me just put this out here, because since I have you on air, (laughs) if Theory Head Inc. needs a booking agent, I can totally hook you up. And totally be your
3: booker and like get you set up for the shows. Look, after this, I may need more than a
1: booking agent. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I need to. Holy, this is fucking crazy. When you invite a guest to your show, you're hoping that they break news on your show. That, like, I got shit to do next week. That's what around. I <laughs> This
2: is exclusive. Oh, this movies. so great.
0: This this is... news. so great. And maybe well, not great. What
3: three.
1: time is the panel? I got to write
0: what? this down so I can put
3: <laughs> it
0: on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. oh, my God. I feel like I need to send you the link. <laughs> I think I know what yeah. was about to say. If you
3: can shoot it over, I would really oh, appreciate it. I'm,
0: just, I'm, <sighs> gonna, I'm totally going to send you that link. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
3: <sighs> oh, that's so great. Oh my. Yeah. So, okay, so anyway, what was the question about the panel I just learned
0: I'm going to be moderating? <laughs> so I was going to ask you. I was going to ask. I was like, so now that you, you're going to be modding this panel. Uh how did you feel about that? <laughs> I want to know what it's fucking like to be a producer, I guess. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Oh. Oh. oh so I so I guess to a certain extent <laughs> <laughs> oh. wow. Well well I guess I mean I <laughs> I would I would have been really disappointed if I'd gone to that panel and you weren't there. <laughs>
3: I think a lot of fools might have been a little disappointed, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not talking about the audience. I was <laughs> like, I came here to see... I stand
0: there, I stand there, I'm in the middle of the thing, my hands raised, I came here to see Adam Sessler. he is not here. I've been
3: lied to oh. Oh. The only reason I flew down here... And what, and what was the here. worst thing is that, like, you know, I'm over at the W having drinks at the bar, I Go, right. what? Just, what are you man, talking I'm about? So <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so I, I guess the pivot,
0: <laughs> besides, besides GDC, the You know everything is happening right now. I don't think you need to
3: pivot. You need to pirouette off of that.
0: (laughs) The world's turn, turn, turn. (laughs) Um, So I know we were like in the middle of the crazy convention season, and besides GDC, uh, we have PAX East going on, and we have uh, E3 uh, coming up. Of the two, of the two shows that are. Coming up after GDC, are you going to any of those? And uh, I guess one of actually one of the folks who sent us a a question online, um, it was at Mister Begone1155 on Twitter. Everyone say hello to him. He said, is there any chance that we'll see you at E3 in some capacities as he misses your weekly soapbox and some things? Hashtag pants.
3: I will be attending E3. I can say that with the greatest of confidence. Uh, As far as to anything else, um, I cannot say yes. I cannot say no. Um, These are all things that are kind of getting worked out around this time. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're not going to see me lose my voice (laughs) trying to do – 35 hours straight
0: <laughs> do you miss en- i mean do
3: you miss any of that craziness um you know what i miss the sense of excitement yeah um i i, mean, I really love doing the the uh g4 shows yeah. that was kind of my baby yeah. you know if, yeah. I, if i if i wanted to have my legacy it's when after the fiasco that was the halo 3 reveal <laughs> and then that really wasn't the worst of it. But everyone stopped watching, so they don't—they didn't see how bad it got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was it was because we had just merged with Comcast. Yes. Like, we were always kind of part of Comcast, but we were being brought into the building. Uh, and that, that's actually kind of back when you were wondering when things were getting dumbed down. That was kind of the time where it became a lot more sort of rote when we were putting the show together. Um you know, so E was there. We're all kind of under the same umbrella. And because E had all this experience mm-hmm. doing like live uh, like red, red carpet shows and stuff all like right. that, the decision was made that they were the best people to produce E3. Ah, okay. Once again, it was just kind of anathema to them that... The audience cared about the video games They thought they cared about like the people Like me and and, and, and Morgan And Olivia and Kevin And they were also rewriting things on the fly Because they also had no understanding that we had to be Very responsible to our audience And our audience was overly informed You know know, Because like on the red carpet show They don't even have to know how to pronounce A British African actor or actress's name On the red carpet (laughs) (laughs) And here it's like we have to know our stuff And I'm suddenly I have already looked at what I'm supposed to be saying. I look in the prompter, and it's been changed, and it's factually inaccurate. Mm. Um, I mean, it was uh, – I mean, I'm talking like daily nervous breakdowns. Um, So anyway, (laughs) I sort of said, that's not going to happen again. And I said, I want to take control of of, of this stuff. And I was like, I want to get as many games as we can on the stage. The whole focus is on the games. And that's when we had, I think, the stuff that most people remember where like every – like I think it was, every, the rule was like every 15 minutes there has to be at least one full game demo that's being shown.
0: Okay, nice.
3: Um, and I love that excitement, I, I, I love doing the live. I somehow then thought when I did Rev 3 that I could do that and amplify it, ignoring the fact I was getting older. <laughs> 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 and just like my body was just giving out and also what no, almost no one could realize is that there was a DJ about three feet from me. Oh, yes. Now, the microphones, we had the Madonna mics on, and they're really, really good. Yeah, right. And so you could kind of hear the music, but you don't understand how loud it was. They were picking up my voice fine. Right. But I you know, was about three feet from the guest, Right, and I couldn't hear, and I couldn't hear them.
0: Oh and wow! We, we
3: couldn't communicate because we didn't have any cans on. Oh, we only had the microphone. Right, right, and right. And so yeah. that's yeah. why I look like this crazy person <laughs> screaming. <laughs> because I'm that person, and also there were like these these. I, there were two or three times where I thought some of our producers were getting so angry about the DJ situation that I was like, okay, oh god, is there going to be like right. a fight or a tussle? <laughs> so that's like I'm looking around like because yeah you know, that's my schoolyard training. It's like. Right. Okay, well, shit going down here or something like that. Where are the exits? And and, and 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 ever so kindly, someone decided not to put game footage over those moments. Oh. <laughs> yes, that will be a legacy that, unfortunately, I will never escape.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. But how do you? So how how do yes, you go, I, go ahead. Go, oh, go ahead. on. No, go please. Oh, You're the guest. I, I was
3: gonna say I I, I miss the excitement. But I think I did so much of it, and I hate to say it, it ended both on an impressive note for me because I knew I was able to pull that off with Rev 3, yeah. <laughs> but on one that left such a bitter taste because of the way that a certain section of the audience reacted to it, yeah. sure. that mm-hmm. it was a fine time to part ways and not sort of like, you know, dig in any deeper into that right. silliness. Yeah.
2: Right, totally. So.
1: So, how did you, you know, going back to when the audience kind of universally loved you, you know, because you know, uh, audiences always universally love or hate oh, you. Oh, it's all about um, love out there. Right, right. <laughs> it's all about love. Yeah. So, <laughs> how did you go from uh, the EIC of, of G- G4 Entertainment, to no, it, it was it was
3: really just games. I can't remember what my title was. <laughs>
1: right.
3: I think they gave it to me to keep me quiet. Yeah, like, mm. So to
1: to kind of to that point to <laughs> you know finishing your last uh, X play and and knowing that the the you know the I guess the HR director and, and was coming and down. Program- well. Yeah. So I
3: had stopped being EIC about two years earlier. It was becoming too much. (laughs) Um, The pressures, there was increasing pressure from the station um, on, on stuff that was, I was having a hard time kind of standing up to them. Um, and it was getting exhausting is you know, as you probably know from the Kotaka piece, there was also some health issues in my immediate family that was becoming sort of a a, a larger emotional and attentive burden. Um, and so at least I, I had already pulled back and there, I had already had so many frustrations with kind of what was happening with the company and what they were doing with the show in the final two years that I had kind of like checked out. Yeah. And I was like I'm going to show up and read this. I'm just going to go back to my apartment. And the one thing I loved doing was still reviewing games. Right. right. Not so much doing the review for the television but actually writing out the review in the text um and stuff. So I'm like, you know, just 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 use me for that. Uh, you know, what was funny is that year, I thought I was going to try to turn over a new leaf. And I was like, you know, I started to have some fun ideas. I had taken some time. I had mellowed out. You know, I was trying to engage myself more. Okay. And within the first week, the rumor hits me like, yeah, we're hearing these stories that there's a story going around for some people that you're out of here by April. And I was
0: wow. like,
2: oh.
3: Craziness. And it was just this, these, these four months where, I would, I mean, like we were joking about earlier, but I'm talking seriously. Like, I would walk in there. and I'm like, am I supposed to be here? <laughs> and the stories wouldn't stop. In fact they were coming from like some people who thought I was being ridiculous in January right. by March yeah. like, Yeah, I'm 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 hearing this too And yeah, you know, I had tried to talk to a couple of people like look I'm not telling you to not get rid of me but for the love of God, could you show some fucking respect and like right, shut, right. Some, yeah. okay, shut some people up so I can at least like not look like because at some point I would walk through the halls and it was like I was cancerous. Like people would be like, oh, hey, Adam, in that really hyper fake way. Um, yeah, that was funny that week. I don't think I had thought it was going to happen. I and mean, in fact, I had actually had become so convinced from some other stories that the whole operation was going to be shut down g4 you know because everyone knew g4 was on the rocks right Right. and that and like all i had wanted is just let me go down with the damn shit right you know like the the, the idea of being isolated um and then i got the email and i turned to the makeup guy i'm like i think they're about to fire me and what was cool is i don't know if he knew something or he didn't but he didn't try to dissuade me from thinking that. It was it's, you know it's funny yeah. in those moments you don't want the oh no, no, no you're being silly right He's right. like and he just gave me a hug and we did that last shot that took about 10 takes. I went into my dressing room. they were waiting out. I sat down I'm like, okay, let's do it right. Um, I think the biggest shock that happened at that moment is I think in the back of my head, I still thought maybe they're just canceling the show right? Mm -hmm. and I can, yeah, I can get out. Mm -hmm. And then when it dawned on me, yeah, I I gave them a few choice words about their inability to keep a secret, a secret. Um, they wanted to know if I was going to do a final, like goodbye. And I was like. (laughs) <laughs> I could tell what they they, you know, they wanted to run it through them And so like they could have Clean messaging Right, right. And I was like I think no You're going to have to deal With some awkward moments When I'm not on camera Right, right. Here's, here's the part I don't think that I've ever told this before Now the reason why They were, gonna, they were thinking To get rid of me that day Is X-Play was going to go on Hiatus for three months okay. They weren't going to have Any new shows until E3 mm-hmm.
4: Okay
3: they were wrong there was one more week of shows they they fired me on the wrong week oh wow wow
4: this <laughs> <grew> up <laughs> unbelievable <Yeah. Cluster>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes <laughs> what in the hell <laughs> Yeah, you know, oh, there was a term that used to go around, like, you know, well, as long as it's G-Fortable, you know, <laughs> we can do it, it. And that was kind of, in, you know, so, some other people that I quite liked and I got along with, even though we may have disagreed, he was like the head of production. People like that who could have still managed, you know, this decision to get rid of me. Right. They were already gone, and the person who did it you know, really was not personable more competent right (laughs) Right. god i would like to think that person is listening right now (laughs) um and it was just it just was showing like the place was collapsing under its own weight Mm -hmm. because they knew that like that the 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 esquire channel was um was it was, was out there so right. still 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 don't know why they chose to do that to me at that time it's right. such, a, but, um,
0: such yeah. a weird oh my gosh that's so crazy it's like yeah i we think of ineptitude and you're like oh yeah you know that you know it's like it's like when you think about how the government works and you're like holy shit nypd has a helicopter and a truck but they're still using typewriters <laughs> and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's like what and the, the government's going. Well. Yeah, it's like the government. Yeah, is I like, mean, what the
3: hell. You, know, you ultimately trying to think that they're collectively evil in ways you cannot imagine, and then you're like, but oh, no, hold on, this is what actually might be. This. No one can be as stupid as all of us can be stupid, right? Right. It's a
0: collective <laughs> stupid. Right. 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 It's like they move to the to the to the soundtrack of Yakity sax everywhere they go. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I actually did watch
2: a great video of that uh, llama chase in Arizona to the yakety uh, soundtrack. Okay, so today.
3: did did that happen today? Yes. There was a llama chase. Yeah, because I was I was away from the internet for a while. When I came back, everyone was talking about the dress.
1: Oh, If it's blue oh, and yes, black. Or, yes, yeah. Yes. What, what so, color? What color? Are you? White and gold or blue and black?
3: It, 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 it looked like it was white and gold at first. <laughs> right, but you know, here's the bigger issue, guys. I literally right.
0: have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs>
3: The the dress has horizontal stripes. That's a no-no. Right. Colour notwithstanding, that's not gonna be flattering for her figure. I know. So oh. I mean we, uh, color notwithstanding, don't buy that for your lady.
2: Right.
3: I mean, I, I just feel that like we we we've really gotten off track here on, on the most important <laughs> issues surrounding yeah, the dress. Right.
2: Is this part of your like consulting optical role? illusion, schmotka
3: like. illusion, she's still gonna look like <laughs> shit when she's wearing it.
0: <laughs> I think that's a perfect a perfect segue into you discussing what you do with Theory Head. <laughs> uh, well, Fashion consultant.
3: I, I'm sure going to be telling people not to get that dress. Uh, that, that's one of my consulting things. So, a, a funny thing about you know consulting, there is consultation that happens, and and the most of it has to be kept very, very private. Sure. You know, i I'm, I'm being brought into projects that. Are not at the point where they're, they've they've been announced or you know all all, all, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, right. like the two things that I did that, that had a public-facing aspect to it, the uh, Shinji Mikami interviews and and, and 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 the Evolve stuff. I'm hoping to do stuff like that in the future. Um, you know, it's it, it's a bunch of different things. There's there's one more. There's a company i am going to be affiliated with and we're going to have a very interesting announcement i can say so much as it's related to vr but it's not like a new form of vr Got or it. something like that okay. which I, I find very very exciting um so i of course i'm gonna to have to punt a little bit as to the specifics of what i do oh, of course but sure. i'm able to lean on kind of like 17 years of just kind of dealing in the media covering the games industry and i think what, what what made my experience probably a little bit different than others is the the, you know, the frequency with which I had to interview people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, GameSpot—they interview a lot of people. They had a hell of a lot more people they could choose from to go do the interview because, at least back then, you know, in the beginning, you you, you weren't on camera. I, I was kind of stuck always, you know, having to do a lot of that right. my, myself or Morgan. And, you know, that I I. I've, in a lot of businesses, I've just seen so many patterns and so many things sort of emerge out of the industry that I, I can kind of lean on some of that experience to say, like, in my uh, opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and, and some of it obviously is kind of advising them on how the media might be covering things. Um, but it's, uh, the, the fun part is, is that a lot of it is very different from, from project to project and from game to game. And it's been incredibly... Even suspicions I had about the challenges of game development are nothing compared to what I've learned mm, um, yeah, and wow. it, 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 it really is I think I'm a little bit grateful that I started to not get you know to kind of tone down the nastiness from the early X-Play days right. <laughs> that you know that, that, that you know, the, a lot of the guys out there even if it's a I, I think Anthony Birch said this in a piece he was talking about his experience working at Gearbox right. that there, there's a lot of you know the, these guys who work on these games they, they work on these offices and for for years right. on something right. and, and you know I know there's all this cynicism about when they show it to the press or, or to the public or something like that but you know obviously yes there 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 is marketing and there are talking points and things like that but there's also a genuine interest and enthusiasm about showing off something that you've been working on right you know right. I, I i i i think that 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 that's human nature yeah. and it's it's kind of fun Without all the trappings of everything else, to get to kind of spend some time with you know once again creative minds that I have a great deal of admiration for, and just kind of really get to just kind of sit there and appreciate just not just the hard work, but the, the 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 creativity and and the drive to kind of realize things that really only exist as this idea in your head. And like it's one thing to take ideas from your head and commit them with words on a page, or maybe to kind of with a team of people turn it into a, a, a visual palette in, for something in cinema, Th- that next step where you make it an explorable space right. that can be a form of entertainment and sustenance for, for people, that is a huge jump. And it's something where you know, we're, we're, we're about 20 years into the modern era of video games. Right, right. L- look at where we were 20 years, years into ago. into film. right. I mean, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Well, what would you do? Like Nosferatu, you know. Right, okay. right. You, we don't remember a lot of the stuff there because they hadn't figured out the form. They hadn't figured yeah. out, like, what the language was going to be. Sure. And I'm not saying that people – I'm not going to tell the world to cut people slack, but it's it's a far more I, – I hope that with some of the videos that I do going forward that, you know, there there is, I think, an underlying theme of – let's pull back the curtain and just kind of get a sense of like how challenging, but fascinatingly challenging right, game right. development in, in games is because you don't just need to figure out. It technically, you still want to preserve your creative vision. And sometimes those two things, you know, sometimes <laughs> they work together and sometimes the, uh, right. you have to work around each other.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: Have you, have you seen, have you seen, uh, examples of some of the things that you've gone on to recommend to, certain uh publishers or or development houses make it into into games in 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 certain different ways um
3: not really mainly because we're only about a year into when i left Web 3
1: oh sure yeah so i was you know when i was
3: you know so as you can see those would be projects that have not fully come to fruition right i I, I think it's the easiest way of saying it
1: yeah that that makes sense you mean to tell me it's not just a copy paste? You know, oh yeah, say, everyone say just kind of
3: cobbles it together in about three right. months, and right. then you right. know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Come on.
0: We're we're about to wrap up. Uh, we're we're about to about to shut it down for episode fifty one. I think the last question that I had for you is. If there was since since you're not in the in the review game anymore, you, you you've hung up that hat. It's on the shelf. It is looking out like a Michael Jackson fedora, hanging out, <laughs> being ready to be thrown <laughs> and spun. Um, if there was a game that has come out recently or a game that you see that is coming up in the future, which one of those games would you say that you wish that you could still put your Sesler stamp on and do a really awesome review on for the folks that God, listen to?
3: That's a really good question don't know too much about stuff that's coming in the future but i'm actually really glad i didn't do dragon age Mm. only because that game is so big and so sprawling and i feel such a i had always felt such a responsibility to do every quest in a game yeah with the one exception of skyrim because i knew that that would just kick my ass and like (laughs) dragon age would have kicked my ass as well um you know, I th- I think I would have liked to have written the review for The Evil Within. Mm. I know that, that it, it got some very mixed reviews. I really found it fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, have, have, have you guys played it? I mean, I'm, I'm probably yeah. going to have to spoil it somewhat. I played, I played some of
0: it, yeah. yeah.
3: Your... Your core enemy, of course, I'm forgetting his name, but I have been talking to you guys for about two hours. So it's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, it's okay. You know, it's all in his head, and he's bringing people into it, and he's rearranging things. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a game designer.
4: Mm. Right.
3: I mean, it, 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 there's some very mm. interesting self-reflexive commentaries on game design, and then obviously there's elements in the game that are open comments on Mikami's own history right. of games. And I, I, I think, you know, that, that I think that there's some, there's some very, very rich subtext that's in there that um, made it a, a, a very exciting experience for me. And one was one of the reasons why I was so excited to be able to get to interview him, and we did get to chat about that. But obviously, we wanted to not, not reveal anything right. to the <laughs> to the viewer ahead of the game coming out. Right. But right. that, I mean, it, 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 I don't know. I, I, I really would have had fun writing that one. That's awesome.
2: That's
0: awesome. Yeah. yeah well, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say this as a fan uh, before we let you go, that I, I, I am saddened to, to know that right now, <laughs> at least, I, I will not get another Sessler on air on fr- in front of camera review that will make me pick up a thesaurus in a dictionary at the same time and, and make me learn some shit. Uh, you
3: know, maybe I'll write a book. Hey, and, I'll
1: have you a, and I'll
3: have a companion that's the thesaurus. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, no, that's 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 extraordinarily kind. You know, and I I I I do miss it sometimes, but you know, I, I still think I, I'm I'm still a little bit happier that people have fond memories. Than waiting for people to be like, okay, I don't want any more memories, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so go away. You've you've made enough. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the, the
0: crazy thing is, I when I when we've been tweeting out, you know, prior to you prior to your appearance and prior to you being on, I'm saying, hey, Adam is going to be on the show. If you have questions for him. You know, let us know, tweeted us and all that good stuff. You are the first person to actually get a response from those like asks of the community. Oh, really? Yeah, you're the first person to really get people to send us stuff like like people are sending us sent us questions and said, hey, can you please ask this of Adam? And can you say, you know, what's up? So you've gotten a lot of. Awesome response from folks who one knew that you were gonna be on the show and they were like, Oh shit, Adam's gonna be on the show. I was like, Yeah, Adam's gonna be on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well I gotta say,
3: this 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 has been easily one of the most enjoyable, if not the most enjoyable podcast experience. Oh my goodness. You guys are cool. No, 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 this is That's cool. I, I think well I think I'm an, I'm here I've been here an hour longer than I thought it was going to be <laughs> um, just because this is this is it really is it's like talking to people that I like talking to oh my um, goodness that, and, and, that, and that is one of the key things I think to to, to, to having a good podcast oh, wow thank you that. That or being Mark Maron, those are your two choices. <laughs> <Right>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> or Liam <Leo> LaPorte. Right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh my goodness,
0: seriously, seriously, seriously. Thank you so much for that. That that man. That my mind is blown. My mind is blown. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, and, it was the, I really enjoyed myself. Yeah, and
2: uh, you know, thank you for you know being a trailblazer. And I think most importantly for me, and I'm sure I speak for a car and, uh, and a Cicero as well. You're able to communicate and verbalize things about games that we might think but we can't quite um speak about in the same way yeah you know um well no,
3: that's that's i also did and just so you guys know I, I i did it for 17 years and i wouldn't say that if you go back and you look at my early stuff
4: <laughs> that i
3: was that it was very i mean i'm just saying like the stuff just comes with time and you just kind of get it gets eased and i i don't think i don't i don't think there's any reason why any one of you wouldn't be able to do the same thing.
0: Oh, I've tried. (laughs) People have read my reviews and they're like, yeah, Kai, you're really, you should play video games. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: <Right>. <laughs> crazy. Look, they were saying that up until the day I left, so, <laughs> so I wouldn't worry too much about that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, so
0: Adam, if if people want to come check you and see what's going on with you and Theory Head and all that good stuff, where can they find you on the internet?
3: The only place you're going to find me on the internet is on Twitter. It's at Adam Sessler. Um, yeah, I don't have a webpage for my company. Uh, I, I, I I have a nominal footprint out there. <laughs> Wow, you you've gone. Into there the, you there might be the. a handful of reasons for that as well. I, yeah. <laughs> understood, understood.
0: <laughs> Cicero, can you can you uh, hit every folk every every folk? Wow, that's every, talk, folk? every, every folk out there. Yeah, hey, let them folks know. Yeah, stick to playing games, Kai. Uh,
1: <laughs> can you hit everybody with the social media business, please? Social media business is as follows. Our uh, minister of no finance, Sharif Jackson can be found everywhere on social media at Sharif Jackson. Also, make sure when you're checking out uh, Spawn On Me on Tuesday that you check out Operation Cubicle also on Tuesday. That is the podcast that he does with J.P. Fairfield where they take one topic a week and talk about it from the corporate side and then talk about it from the geeky side and use dope hip-hop that I will not use as inspiration (laughs) for that the next week. Um, you can find it at operationcubicle or opcube on Twitter. Nice. Um, we are yeah, I got it all right this time. Um, Thanks. you know, great captain on Twitter at kajakins uh, fumbler of words. That's me at stubby stan. Um, the show is at spawn on me. The site is at spawn point blog. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Find us there, like us there, follow us there, subscribe, rate, review, do those things. Go to Facebook, Spawn Point Gaming Blog, the Spawn Spawn On Me podcast on Facebook. Keep the conversations going. Speak pipe on the spawnpointblog.com and email us at feedback at the
2: yeah, also check out my uh, new gaming YouTube series. Oh, yes. Uh,
1: really, I'm so sorry. No, no, that's fine.
2: Um, at GamingLooksGood.com, where I do short five to ten minute videos on games from a lens of diversity. Just dropped one this week on The Legend of Zelda. Um, and which was some, phenomenal. Yeah, yes, and uh, some of good. the uh, very, very issues with um, protagonists of color, which, uh, you know, also was I brought up on the podcast with Evan. Um from Spawn me, so check that out, GameLooksGood.com.
0: Absolutely, and uh, we should be on ESN fairly soon, our ESN.fm uh, network that we have just joined. We should be there pretty soon, and hopefully all that business will be on the internet. You'll see it when you, we tweet at you and all that good stuff. So, oh, yeah,
1: also, uh, hopefully, uh, people here in the Chicagoland area, because I've done such a great job of promoting it, Oh yeah, uh, still made it out to... The Galloping Ghost Arcade uh, for the meet and greet with uh, myself and Anna Tarkov from our sister show, Unconsolable. And uh, come came to hang out with us and play some arcade games for 15 bucks. All you could play. It's what? Yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys had a good time. Yes. Yes. Please
0: go do that because the, we folks yeah. want to see you and hang out. So, yeah, Adam, thank you so much again for being on with us. Wow. My pleasure. I really enjoyed myself. It was freaking ridiculously awesome. Uh, Folks, thank you again for listening to us. This has been the Spawn on Me podcast. This has been episode 51. We will see you later, and we will say peace. Peace.